me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico's. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it. Because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Welcome to another edition of Two Up Front, presented by Sports Radio America. I'm Baxter Colburn. And this is Simon Provan. Welcome to the program. We've got a great show in store for you today. I'm we feeling do. just about as good as the Seattle Sounders do right now in last place in the Western Conference. No, I should say I feel better. <laughs> I feel better than them. I feel about as good as the Houston Dynamo right now. That's there, how well, good there I you feel. go. That's, that's how that's good a good I feel. One. Even yes. though I was a Revs fan saying that, I feel a little bad saying that. But no, I'm feeling good, Simon. How are you doing today? I'm doing excellent. You're doing good? We've, yeah, got a, yeah. we've got a very big show in store for you today. We'll be joined a little bit later on in the program by Canadian international and Western New York flash player Adriana Leone. She'll be here in our third segment to chat about the upcoming NWSL season and reflect a little bit about how things went right and wrong for Canada at this uh, last Women's World Cup as well. We've got a special interview here in our first segment, which we'll get to in just a moment. And uh, Simon is going to gloat, of course, I'm sure, about MLS Fantasy again this week as well. Well, I, I can't really say gloat things. because I'm, I'm waiting for the, the bottom to fall out. This, ah. is, this is very rare that two weeks in a row, not only do I stay in first place, yeah. but I, I scored... The most points again, you which do. was just You've shocking to me. You've got a good lineup, me. though. You, you do. Well, well, I I feel like I do, but I must admit something. This is probably going to mm. kill you, is that I totally forgot about my lineup this I, week. <laughs> <laughs> of course you did. Of course you did. That's just how it goes, you know. I made some moves as well, too. We'll, we'll visit our, our fantasy teams a little bit later sure. on in the program as well, too. But we are excited to be here. Uh, we've got, as we mentioned, some great interviews coming up and some other great content as well, all MLS-related and all kinds of other great things as well. But uh, we want to take a minute to remind all of you that you can listen to Two Up Front uh, right here on Sports Radio America, and you can also find us on Spreaker.com as well, and you can get us on demand on iTunes and iHeartRadio also. You can find us on Facebook at Two Up Front. We're also on Twitter at Two Up Front Soccer. Of course, we have our own Twitter feeds as well, or Twitter handles, whatever they're calling them these days. He is at Baxter Colburn, and I'm at Simon Provan. And just a programming announcement for you as well. Uh, you can now find Two Up Front effective immediately this week on Sports Radio America on Thursday nights now. We've moved a day earlier, and uh, we've dedicated now the Thursday nights from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern Time for you. Uh, we're moving from our normal Friday afternoon slot to a a more primetime hotspot on Thursday nights as well, a little before the MLS week gets going. That way, uh, our content is a little bit more exciting Absolutely. and fresh for you as well. Yes. So right. you'll get more of us on a, on a new day. So Thursdays from 5 to 7 Prime p.m. Time. Eastern Time. Yes, yeah, so come check us out and tell your friends as well. I want to throw a teaser out there as well, Baxter. Please. We have, a, we have a pretty cool and exciting announcement that you'll hear on next 
week's show, so make sure you tune in for mm. that. Do I know about this announcement? Yeah, you do. Do I? Yeah. Was I in that you, meeting? Well, you're not going to remember it because we talked about it at 12.30 a.m. Oh, yeah. You know, your <laughs> mind was I remember. Work. Yeah, exactly. All right, Simon. Well, we've got a great interview here to kick off our show today, and uh, you always do a, such a great job of introducing people. Well, so thank you. I will uh, give the floor to you, sir. Well, we uh, we like to have a local flavor to the show. For those of you who don't know, we are based out of Milwaukee, Wisconsin, so we like to bring in as many Wisconsin guests as we can, along with, of course, part of our relaunch, having that national guest on. Absolutely. But we never want to lose sight of where we are from and the great soccer that's going on in the Milwaukee area. We have with us today the head of men's programs at uh, Milwaukee's Creation. Eagles, Mr. Alex Toth. Welcome to the show, Alex. Thank you, Simon. Thank you, Baxter, for having me. You're very welcome, Alex. So for those of the, I guess, obviously mentioned we have a, a national and a local feel, give us the, the 101 on the program for our national audience that maybe might not know about this Milwaukee club. Well, um, Milwaukee, the Milwaukee Croatian Eagles have been around since 1922, so that makes us the lo- oldest current oldest soccer club in in north america okay so wow that's an uh a great uh great thing that we always like to boast about <laughs> that's fantastic <laughs> holy cow so in my i've been with the club for 12 years 10 is the uh, men's majors and coach in the last 10 years we've done really really well and right now we're expanding into the next level which is premier league of america Okay, and for those that don't know, I know we're always trying to figure out the the tier system because America says we don't have a tier system. We're not, and there's no. And yet every press release has something to do with a exactly tier system. playing in the, the. It's always in parentheses. Playing in the the fourth tier, the fifth tier. So if you had to put your magical tier system on the wall for us, Alex, where exactly is the lead that you guys? Well, are in? I spoke to Duncan Riddle, who's the executive director of USASA, this past weekend at our annual meeting for. Wisconsin Soccer Leagues, is which okay. is the local league, and we've been granted provisional status for fourth tier. Wow, if, okay. So just like NPSL and the PDL, so we are a fourth tier uh, league. So. so for those of us that don't know, why are there multiple, maybe I don't know if you know or not, why are there multiple leagues with the same tier status? Why don't we just have one big old-fashioned league at the fourth um, tier? It's. I think it's just basically, you know, different priorities. You know, the, one of the reasons... Uh, Premier League of America was created actually last year as Great Lakes uh, Premier League of America. It was um, it was to keep costs down. Our league is to keep costs as in, uh, inexpensive as possible. Mm-hmm. Try to limit as much uh, the travel, but still be able to play a regional schedule against um, top flight clubs. So all the teams then in your so you have conferences divisions. Right. Okay, we so have two, we have an East and West. Okay. Um, so the eastern half is Michigan teams, Ohio team, and a couple from Illinois. The west is uh, we have a team from Iowa. There's three teams from Wisconsin, us, Bavarians, and Madison 56ers. And then two, oh, sure. And then two teams from um, Minneapolis. Wow. Okay. So including Minnesota United Reserves, which was oh, a great, okay. that oh, was a great pickup. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. huge. And yeah. what's the what's the what's – the what's the goal of the league in regards to the types of players we'll see on the rosters? Um, I think there's, um, like for us and some of the teams that have been established for a long time, we'll use a bulk of our players that play in locally, in the local leagues. And then we hope to bring back any college players that that we've had that are playing, uh, that will be done. In, and then once in a while we, you know, we try to pick up any other college players from the local schools, from UWM, Marquette, 
um, or Madison. So, and I think the other teams, a lot of them are picking up players from, you know, different uh, Division One, Two, II, or Three schools. So that's kind of how because we compete all year long. The Premier League ends in end of July, but because we compete, you know, in just finish fall, we beginning spring season. Um, we need to make sure that the players we get are going to be there for not just the summer. We want to try to keep them around as long as possible. Hmm. So. Sure. And uh, I want to make sure we throw this out there. The Croatian Eagles are having a party this Saturday. Ooh, who doesn't love a good party? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, last year when we when I took kind of took a flyer on this league, not knowing what was going to happen, we started in March planning, and we just did everything on bare bones. Well, this year we put a lot of work into it starting in October, trying to plan everything so that we can draw f- fans in uh, and trying to make it a much more enjoyable soccer alternative to anything else that's out there. So the big party is our kickoff party. Um, we're going to have food. We'll have beverages from one of our, our sponsors, uh, Badger Max. Um, we'll be... Players will be mingling. We'll be introducing a lot of our players to our fans. Um, we're going to unveil our supporters' group's name and logo, and then the big reveal on the new kits, which wow, are yeah. going to be our kit sponsor is ShopFutsal.com. Okay. And they are, our new kits will be made by Unitas. So that's fantastic! Wow. So it obviously seems like you guys are going in a in a good direction, then, right? Because sometimes you hear that's always the the struggle is to get over that first hump, but it seems like you've got good leadership and good grouping around you. So when is when do we actually get to see some balls kicked around for an actual game coming up? Then, well, for us, not locally, but our fir- actually our first game is going to be next Saturday. Oh wow! <laughs> oh, is that <laughs> friendly? Right? Yeah, we have friendly against. FC Indiana, which is an NPSL team. Sure. Okay. Yep. They invited us to come down there, so I. It's not really a great time to do it because the next day is Easter. <laughs> but True. I wanted that uh, early season, you know, kickoff, and so, and then after that, the biggest one that will be, is the 23rd of April. We'll be at home, another friendly against Aurora Borealis Soccer Club, which is in the other division. So. They're brand new, and they wanted to play as many games as possible, so sure. we are hosting them. And then the following day, we're having a game in Burlington, Wisconsin, which is we they've just become an affiliate, their youth soccer club, mm-hmm. affiliate of Croatian Eagles youth oh, okay. program, okay. which is awesome. And so UW-Whitewater, which we normally play every year as a friendly, because uh, Scott Surprise, who's a really close friend oh. of mine and director of coaching at Croatian Eagles on the youth side, uh, he also coaches at Whitewater, and, and I'm also good friends with Tony Gwynn, the head coach. And they organize this game on the 24th. So wow. Those wow. Are the, and then the real real deal kicks off at the end of um, end of May where we go travel for two games in Minneapolis. And then the big derby, that's the mo- we're going to promote in it. But with the Bavarians, um, we have a home-and-home home with them. We host them first on June 4th. So that's our first really... Home game for okay. June fourth, the big yeah. big thing to yeah, keep an big eye on. Big derby then. game, yeah. Right. Well, that's the Bavar- Bavarians and Croatians, as we talked about before the show. Yeah. Of course, I, I was on the Bavarians myself ah. for three years. It's always been a big game. Right. It's always been a big yeah. game. But even at the majors level, um, 
you know, Bavarians had won three in a row mm-hmm. Open Cups, and uh, they seem to be the champions of the area. But then just three years ago, if I, if I have the dates right, Croatian Eagles were the ones to capture that trophy, the, yes. the USASA Open Cup trophy. Yeah, we won it in 2012, so that was a fantastic year because hmm. <laughs> nothing went wrong. Everything went right. So, so for someone like you that's been around the program for quite a long time, do you have are there are there moments in team history or moments in games that you've seen that stick out to you as saying, Wow, this is kind of a defining or a turning point for our, our organization? I think two thousand twelve <clears throat> winning the national title was like the deciding point. Hmm. It was definitely a defining moment because the club our size, you know, no, you know, let's face it, it's not really that exciting to be an ethnic cl- soccer club anymore. And it was great. It was our 90th anniversary that weekend. Oh, wow. So we got to go back to Croatian Park with that cup, and there was a huge party that was already going on because right. of the Croatian Fest. Sure. And then we got treated you brought like, the real party. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's so. the thing. You know, again, I'm, I'm, I'm the older guy on the show, and I always like to go back to the history. I mean, it was, it was the ethnic clubs that got the game going in this country. Mm-hmm. And it was all the way, th- I would say, all the way to the early 90s. It was yeah. all about right. the ethnic clubs. Right. That's who you wanted to play with. At le- oh, well, I should say at least in this area. You know, Even but down where I'm from in Florida, too, we've thing. got all kinds yeah. of things like that, too. The, uh, all the, the immigrants that came over, too, even even still now with the Hispanics that continue to still come into, they are the, the driving force behind soccer down right. in South Florida. So let's not mistake, you know, we're talking a lot about this team that you're going to have in the PLA, but Croatian Eagles is a youth club yes. as well. Right. Uh, how, many, how many teams, how many players do you have in your total organization? We're somewhere in the neighborhood, <coughs> 40, between 42, 45 teams. Not <clears throat> completely sure exactly. Sure. Right sure. around 500 players. So, Excellent. And then bringing in Burlington is another 275 players that they're affiliated with our club now, and we'll be able to provide them help coaching-wise. Uh, some of their better players, we can uh, offer them to play on our teams that are playing in Midwest Regional League and, and at higher levels. So it was a, it was a great um, addition, but... Uh, I coached in the youth for a couple, you know, not for a couple, for about four or five years, mm-hmm. and we, you know, and you know the days back in the days, uh, we I, we won a couple state uh, state cup championships sure. with that team, so had a lot. Like Philip Surprise was on my U team, wow, um, you know, and he's going to be playing for our you know Premier League of America team, and he's played for Croatian Eagles since he was a ki- you know like five. So he's a true Croatian eagle. Wow, that's <laughs> wow. no kidding. Yeah, it's definitely so, come all the way through the system now. That's right. fantastic. Yeah. So what are some, some possible future goals here for the club moving forward? I know that obviously being in the league now is a very big step for you guys, and you've got this launch party coming up this, uh, this coming weekend as well. Is there anything that you sit at, sit at home late at night in your, your favorite chair and go, you know, one day this is what I hope we do, or <laughs> I would love it if this happened, or anything like well, that? Well, I, <clears throat> I think, you know, one of the things, you know, I personally like to see and they're working on is, you know, putting in a turf field. Hmm. I think, you know, I hopefully to see that in the next couple of years. I also like to see us, you know, we have a really nice location and kind of our main field, fill it out, like a, make it a small stadium. Um, and who know, you know, who knows because there's such a drive in Milwaukee to have some type of professional soccer. There is, yeah. Um, you know, the Milwaukee Barons have been pushing for that. Um who knows that some you know some down down the road that maybe that we can be involved in bringing a USL or an NASL team you know to Milwaukee. I don't think an MLS maybe, but I think USL or a mm-hmm. NAS is NASL team is 
probably more likely. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that's more realistic right. at this point. Yeah, yeah. got to get boots on the ground first before right. you can talk about. So we're talking a lot about the games. Are your home fields still going to be at Croatian Eagles Park, or are you being at? Will you be at a different location? No, for we're going to we're going to stay there. So okay, we're stay okay. Croatian and, and for the listeners, that is at uh, 9140 South 76th Street in Franklin, Wisconsin. Correct. Is that where the party's going to be as well? We can't forget yes. about that. And hey, the party, is, the yeah, party is from 2 to 6, and it's at our clubhouse on that location. And, and that's part of the reason why we wanted to stay there. Um, number one, we don't have to pay any fac- facility fees. So it, it's it's a no-brainer to stay at our own our own place and. You know, a nice, and we have a, you know, I think a beautiful clubhouse, so it's nice to get into the, it's kind of old school, so I definitely am an old school guy, so I, I <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that at all. <laughs> and most importantly, there is free food and free beers, hey, like the advertisement says. It is, there is. This weekend, I'd be there. There is, so that's always um, a lot of hospitality when you walk into that place. So. Well, that's what you want right. to feel, though, too, you know, you know, yeah. nobody likes going to a party where it's like, oh, you're better than, than thou kind of a thing. It's like, no. hey, we're all a big family, we all love the game, and we want to see it continue to grow in the Milwaukee area. No, exactly, and we, you know, we have players from all over the place. That's, you know, we have some Hispanic players, we have a player from Senegal, we, you know, wow, so, okay. we, you know, we have a few Croatian players, and then, you know, we've got some professional guys, like, um, besides Philip Surprise, Andrew Wiedebach is playing with us. Okay. So um, Andrew Stone is playing with us. He played with Indian Indian Eleven a couple years ago. So, um, and we're hoping to coax uh, Jason Willen out a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you can always call Simon or I off the bench too if you need us. We've got. Well, you can call Baxter. I'm still healing from (laughs) my broken toe. There you go. (laughs) You need a a lanky striker. Call me up, Alex. Thank you for coming in talking about the Croatian Eagles, especially the PLA team. Again, folks, kickoff party where you get to meet the players and the coach at Croatian Park in Franklin, Wisconsin. There'll be free food, free beer, sponsored by Badger Max and ShopFootsal.com. Uh, any parting thoughts for us, Alex, for the listeners? Support <clears throat> local soccer. It doesn't matter if it's us, Bavarians, or any other teams that are out there. Mm. Support uh, local soccer. Awesome. Okay. Yep, and uh, totally agree with you on that one, obviously. <laughs> That's why we're doing the show. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, we're going to run to a break. When we come back, we are going to take a look at how Simon and I did on our fantasy teams, plus... Oh, God, MLS, it just continues to throw us for a loop, and maybe we do need to go to that Croatian party and take a little part of that free beer because (laughs) this last weekend sent me in to do a bit of a doozy. I'm curious to see what it did to you, Simon. We'll be right back with more on Sports Radio America right after this.
Welcome back to another edition of Two Up Front, presented by Sports Radio America. I'm Baxter Colburn. And I am Simon Provan. All right, Simon, it is time to talk about Major League Soccer, but also, for those of you that love soccer, don't forget our next segment. We have Canadian international Adriana Leone coming on the program, so tell your friends, get the popcorn. It's a little bit shorter of an interview than we wanted, but it still works out, and she was a very, very nice woman to get a chance to speak with, and uh, she said she wants to come back as well. So yeah. Spoiler alerts. So, spoiler, uh, spoiler. Spoiler. Ah! But hopefully... Uh, we're excited. Well, we're excited to have her back on. Uh, hopefully, a little bit. Maybe we'll check in with her maybe mid-season or something. Yeah, of course, we at. just had a nice conversation here with Alex Toth from the uh, Croatian Eagles. Yes, indeed. Talking about their entry into the PLA, the Premier League of America, which has been granted fourth-tier status. Um, so a lot of lot of soccer happening in Milwaukee this summer. Yes, lots of soccer, as we mentioned, uh, but also lots of soccer happening in Major League Soccer as well. There were 10 games again this weekend, Simon. Oh, no! Too many games, but they were not all on the same day, thankfully. Oh, stop that. Even if they were, it'd be awesome. <sighs> Seriously, Love it. get over it, people. It's just, yeah. I, just, I, have, a, I have a problem with that person, that, that personality anyway. I just don't <laughs> like him. But this is not about me. We we haven't even talked about who this person no, personality haven't. is. Uh, we'll, maybe we'll get to it one day. Uh, yeah, maybe. Uh, maybe if yeah. you go to the Creations Party, you give me enough free beer, I'll tell you who yeah. it is. <laughs> All right, so Friday night, uh, Orlando and Chicago. Um, Orlando, I feel like, is just one of those teams that uh, is going to be a pest on the side of the Eastern Conference all season long. They're and just, by pest, you mean just draw after draw after draw? Exactly. Like yeah. it's, they're gonna they're gonna. I feel like they're slowly torpedoing our overall. Like records here in our predictions as well, because they're a good team, yes. but they just they can't finish it off. Well, what's most interesting too is in this game, Michael Harrington went out with a red card. Yeah, former Portland player, by the way. Uh, I have former. a I have a former. I have a buddy who's a uh, fire fan, and ah. he texted me one day saying, "Hey, did you hear we picked up Harrington?" And my response was, "I'm sorry to hear that." <laughs> Bummer. Uh, anyways, Harrington goes out in the 32nd minute on a red card, so. Orlando had quite a bit of time playing up, and they, mm-hmm. they couldn't seal the deal. And, of course, you know, they went up 1-0 on a Kyle Lahren goal, which I'm happy about because I yeah. still had him starting in my fantasy Me league. Me too. Uh, David Ackham came back 10 minutes later and tied Ooh, it up. But talk about speed, Simon. David Ackham cruised yes. up the field for that goal. And I, I, I saw, like, the Twitter reaction to it before I actually saw the goal, and they didn't. that just doesn't do it justice. You actually have to watch the pure speed from David Ackham just fly up the field and just literally just beat everybody. It was just embarrassing, honestly. It was, it, yeah, I mean, it's, what a goal is yeah. all you can say. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, it, it, What bewildered me, though, in this game is just Orlando City. I mean, 65% possession. Yeah. Uh, 13 shots, five on goal, and they only get one goal out of it. That, that to me, is just... That worries you. Almost mind-blowing. Yeah, exactly. It does, That yes. has to worry you, honestly, in terms of... Um, what this team is doing. I mean, they also are, they're tied for first in the league too with uh, for an aggression as well. They've got five yellow cards issued this year already and one red card as well. So it's you know they're obviously a, a physical, exciting team to watch, but it's not translating over to production on what's most important is scoring goals. Right. Well, you talk about that aggression. I mean, in this game alone, there were six yellow cards, one mm. red card. Wow. Uh, most of those coming from the fire though. Yeah. Uh, nevertheless, it just goes to show what type of chippy game this ended up being. Exactly. Orlando Which, Chicago. I mean, I thought it made for good for good sure. soccer, though, sure. overall, though. I mean, it's fun. It was one of those Eastern Conference bouts that I'm sure we we're going to get used to seeing this year. Speaking of Eastern Conference, the Revs and DC United took on each other this weekend as well. I had hoped that after New England's three goals that they scored and DC losing 4-1 to one against L.A., that there would be an opportunity for New England to sneak away some crucial points, especially with the home opener. New England fired off 18 shots in this game, and 
could not find the back of the net. Props, though, to the D.C. United goalie. He stood on his head for most of the game and did a fantastic job, but New England controlled possession. They controlled the shot count. They looked very, very good. I had an opportunity to watch probably about the middle third of the game, and I was very impressed. There were great opportunities, good ball movement off the ball as well, great shots overall, but New England, once again, they lack that final finishing touch right now. Yeah, it's uh, it's very evident for yeah for DC's keeper to come in there and uh, and play the game he did. Travis, they still Wara, don't have Bill Hamid yet. They do not, and in fact, really, you could say that Travis Wara is a third string goalkeeper for DC. Basically, yes. Dexter has been filling in for Hamid since he's been gone, but obviously he's. He's not been playing the way Dykstra should be playing. No, no, not at all. So it was it was very um very disheartening, obviously, but uh New England they uh they get an opportunity to move forward uh this upcoming week uh when they play the Philadelphia Union. So that'll be a fun game to talk about later on. Uh one of the games that we need to spend a little bit of time talking about and the I think we need a button for the is this team for real or not? And that's the Montreal Impact. It's no question they're for real. Are they for real? They are, listen, they don't even have Drogba in their lineup, and they are smashing teams left Do and right. Do you need Drogba at this point? That, well, that's that's going to be the question mark. It's it's one of two things. It's either, right, do you throw him in there mm-hmm. uh, and then mess with the chemistry, or is it that you throw him in there and look how much better this team can still be? By the way, you've been giving Drogba a hard time for not playing on turf. I know he'll be in this next game, yes. No, but... but the, it, it actually is a legitimate health issue. His knee swells up to the point where he can't he can't move his leg. And he was out this week training with the Sacramento Republic. Yes. I don't know if you knew I that. I did know that. Yeah. Yes, we made mention of that last week. And he will play this week against FC Dallas as well. So suppose that's, at least that's what the team is saying. Uh, and just as a, a quick little thing, you mentioned Montreal. Uh, Ignacio Piatti, three goals on six shots this season. You know He's contributed to 50% of the team's goals. They've scored seven goals. I believe it's this, been the season. They scored yeah. uh, They scored six, correction. They scored three in the opening, and then they scored three against New York. New York is a whole other story, obviously. They've lost back-to-back games. They've been shot out in both games Both as well. games, right. Uh, Bradley Wright-Phillips. I don't know where he is. I he haven't heard of him this year. But uh, Oduro, too. You know, Let's give him credit for the impact. Yep. He's He's been having a heck of a season as well. But, yeah, 3 nothing. For uh, Montreal in this New York Red Bulls game, yeah, who are the Red Bulls? That's I think that's the more legitimate question at mm-hmm. this point. Was last year just the excitement of having a new coach? And I just still feel like even with an excitement of having a new coach, you sh- it shouldn't have been that yeah exciting. You know, if that makes sense. Well, and you know, Bradley Wright Phillips, he he did have two shots on goal, but he's. He's just not finding the back of the net yeah. yet. I still feel like there he is, may. Yeah, exactly. That's the hard part. I think post like week five, that's where you can really well, start. I'll tell you what. He's, kind of he's going to get a hat trick this next week because he was one of my starting forwards the last two weeks on ah, my fantasy team. And, you and now you're going to bench transfer him, him out. Yes, oh, you did. Yeah, yes. Yeah. That's... Yeah, that's usually how it goes. I think I was uh, I did that with Dom Dwyer this week too. <laughs> After last week, I was like, "Yeah, Dwyer, man, man. You know, so I transferred him out, brought in Kyle Laren, which was not an oh, awful pick, but right. Dom Dwyer could have gotten me more points, obviously. So right. I'm a little mad about that. But according to WhoScored.com, though, where we get a lot of our MLS stats, Ignacio Piatti is the highest rated player in MLS right now with a 9.0 out of 10 player rating mm. out of all active players right now. So through through two games. So take that for what it is. Fun fact: Ashley Cole's number five. with an 8.03 okay anyway take that for what it's worth (laughs) I thought you'd appreciate that alright so moving on from that I guess we haven't really been saying so we both got we got all three well 
I got we both got the Orlando and the Revs games wrong. Mm-hmm. We both called Revs and Orlando on those, and then you picked Montreal. I picked the Red Bulls, so you got one point. All from right, that. all right. So congratulations, woo! Uh, RSL Seattle. Uh, things continue to go from bad to worse for the Seattle Sounders. They've lost yet again. First time since 2011 they have started 0 and 2, according to our good friend Chris Blakely over at Vavil USA. Um, I I don't know. I don't know what to say about Seattle, honestly. I don't know what to say about RSL. That's why I'm not trying to jump too hard on the bandwagon right now. Yeah, they're moving the ball. Yeah, they're putting the, goal in the, the ball in the back of the net, which, honestly, any team is doing. Not to be that guy, but so is Philadelphia right now. Right, yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I don't know how quickly I'm going to jump on the RSL train right now or how fast people are going to jump off the Sounders train. Well, yeah, I think the Sounders, that's a tough one. I mean, you lose Obafemi Martins yeah. to uh, the Chinese Super League. <laughs> You know, when he and Dempsey played together, there was there was there was real magic happening on the yes. soccer field. Oh, 100%. You, take, you take a big guy out like that, and it it affects the whole team mm-hmm. from the front to the back. So uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what's going on with with Seattle um, RSL as well. They're they're actually playing better than it looked like they should be. But Plata, yeah. Plata has stepped up. Got another goal this week. Uh, also, or I'm sorry, he didn't get a goal, but he got two assists this week. But Olaf, you know, defender though. gets up to the top of the field and, and he gets a nice goal. Yeah. Yeah, what is it with the Seattle Sounders? We'll have to get Blakely on the phone. We need to. we got to get him, our resident guy on the phone. Um, I took RSL in this game, and you took a draw, so I got the point via via that. There you go. Uh, Colorado and L.A., we don't need to spend a ton of time. It was a kind of a, it was a back-and-forth game until that final little, little second when Marco Papa just threw a lightning shock through the L.A. Galaxy. I just want to say this... <laughs> for me, I know we did terrible, but I felt so proud that I picked Colorado for this game. And that was the thing. As soon as I found that was the only scoreline this entire weekend where I saw the final, I was like, of course that's who Simon <laughs> picked. I was a little frustrated. I almost I almost called to you and wanted to be like, of course, yeah, did you did you see? Yeah, yeah, Marco Papa. Wow, <laughs> look at that. Colorado beating the Galaxy. I believe I even mentioned Marco Papa I in my you, comments. And I, about- and I think you did. And I was like, well, we'll see how he's doing right. with the injuries and everything. And you were just... And here's the thing. I'd love to sit here and say, see, I know what I'm talking about, but then I, th- nah, I ended There's, up 2-8 and eight this week. So. <laughs> exactly. We both finished 2-8 and eight this week in our predictions So because we only count if we get the winner correct. We don't or, – or draw. Like we have to – We have to – yeah, yeah. We don't give so. ourselves a half point for – Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. No, no but it was – uh, hockey. It was, uh, it was quite a goal, though, by Cronin at the end there to, uh, to Pop- seal it. Papa. Or Papa. I'm yeah, sorry. Like Cronin had a big deal to do like with Sam that. like Cronin. Though. I'm like, what? Yes, yeah. Uh, Philadelphia Union taking down the Columbus Crew, another team that's finding an identity crisis right now. What's going on with the Philadelphia Union? They're probably not used to being 2-0, although Chris Pontius has put the team literally on his back and scored two great goals. I mean, one was a tap-in, the other one was just a, a clinical one-time finish to the far post, so you can't fault him, you know, Columbus too badly for that. And Kai Kamara stealing a goal back for Columbus at the end. Philadelphia, they they've they got they lost opening day. Now they've won this game. They or no, they tied, I believe. So I think they've got four points right now. So Philadelphia, eh? We both took the crew in this game. I don't know what we can really say. It's still early that I'm not too worried about Columbus. You know, MLS is tough to predict in the beginning because you've got so many new players come in mm-hmm. that it's it's tough to figure out which team's going to gel. Yes. Well, and then as soon as you figure it out, you get to the summer. All these different transfers and come in. This is a hot mess. And, it, and then, you know, finally by playoff time, you start to figure out what team should be winning and what team should be losing. Exactly, so. yeah. And just uh, as a correction, Philadelphia lost their first game, so I don't want to. I thought be you that said guy. that. 
I said I think I corrected it to a tie. Oh, gotcha. Like, I thought maybe okay. they tied, but no, they okay. lost opening day, gotcha. uh, and now they. And as a Timbers won. fan, I will say, you know, that victory over Columbus on opening day certainly looked awesome. But now you're starting to look at this, going, hmm, is Columbus really the yeah that good of a team this season? Speaking of who is a good team or not, what the heck is going on at the Houston Dynamo and FC Dallas right now? Because I don't know what to predict. I I think Houston is probably the Houston is the highest scoring team in the league right now. They've scored eight goals in two games. Guys like Andrew Wenger and Will Bruin are getting accolades in MLS, and I, I don't know if I like yeah, that. Yeah, Wenger is a name... Player of the week. I don't like that. What? <laughs> I don't. Because because why? It's just it's weird. I think it's great. It, f- well, I th- if his name is not Brian Ching or Brad Davis, I don't care about anybody. Well, that's why I'm it. saying it's great. We need to know more players. More players. I mean, I know who up. he is, obviously, but it's just it's weird. Well, it, yes, yeah. yeah. But you know, Brian Ching's retired, so I he know. can't get Player of the Week anymore. Wanger two goals off seven shots this season. He's accounted for twenty nine percent of the team's goals, and he had two assists this last game as well. Gosh. Listen, I think it, it was. I'm not sure what happened with FC Dallas. Gonzalez obviously had a bad game, and this comes a. It was an awful. The week in awful. which I say, you know, he's he's still one of the best keepers in the league, and I still believe that every goalkeeper he is, is. going to have that nightmare game. This oh, was yeah. it for him. Yeah. I'm I'm telling you now, I'm still starting him next week. I would not. I would. I mean, all right, I would continue to do so <laughs> yes start him words but they uh, play montreal this week listen though. it is going to show though how when you when you have a system like mls where you have these dps mm-hmm. and everybody keeps spending money for the most part on those forwards yeah. and midfielders that's what's going to happen with this league you're not spending money on those big defenders you have a few exceptions like liam ridgewell who was injured this week and we'll talk about how that hurt the timbers but uh but that's that's how the league ends up becoming what it is. Yeah. No, I completely agree with you on that one. All right. Uh, so let's see. Oh, we both took Columbus, by the way, against Philly. So yeah. we got we screwed with that one. Uh, you took a draw against for Houston. I took FC Dallas. We both didn't get anything out of that one. Sporting Kansas City. We mentioned briefly. Dom Dwyer, two stunning goals. Probably just off the... And then this weekend, he got another big thing where he found out he will be uh, a father of a boy as well. He and Sidney LaRue Dwyer announcing uh, via a balloon popping that they will be having a boy. Oh. So congratulations to the Dwyers as well. Very excited for that. Jurgen Klinsmann has already submitted a claim for a future <laughs> U.S. men's national team player as well on him. So they're they're excited about that. But sporting, as we mentioned, it's still too early. I don't want to jump the ship too much. Vancouver as well, though. What's going on with them? We all thought in the beginning of the season they were going to be a hot team. Only two games in. It's hard. Uh, this is the part of the season I don't like because I have so many thoughts and feelings that my, my inners are like, oh, react, freak out. And I'm like, we're two games in. We're two games in. Talk to me after five. Exactly. And I'll be much yeah. more. I think you can yeah. get a good gauge on a team. Once we get to April, we can really start hammering teams out and be like, what the heck's going on? Right. You know? Right. Uh, we both took Vancouver in that game, unfortunately. Um, NYCFC in Toronto, another team like Orlando, where all they are is good enough for a draw, basically. But New York is looking good. When I mean, I understand they I, gave up those two goals. Yeah, and actually, that's what I was going to say. I actually disagree with you. I still don't think they look good. I think they, first of all, one of those goals that New York had shouldn't have stood handball. because it was a very obvious handball. Very obvious. Well, the ref did admit that after the fact. Okay. He did. He came out and he said, hey, that was on me. I did miss that call. Okay. Well, good on him for so admitting that. So he did that, acknowledge you know? that, refs yes. Are, uh, refs are humans, too. Yeah. Um, but it was, you know, for me, going back, my point is, is New York still is not a team that I'm going to put money on. No. Um, Toronto, however, they I think they still played well. Their defense obviously They're had resilient. a couple of they, moments they there. They fight hard. Um, right. And, I'm, you know, I'm going back to mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago. 
uh, opening day, right? FC? Last week. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm, <laughs> I'm looking at Sunday, March 6th on my computer all of a sudden. There you go. Yes, last weekend. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Coffee, please? Thank you. Sure. Uh, yes, where, where am I here, Baxter? In my thoughts. Yeah, 2-2 two, two draw. Um, and I they, think Toronto did well, was, the, was the better team in this game. It was, and you can obviously make the argument saying you take Sebastian Giovinco out of this. Where where are they? So he, he set up the... Uh, the first goal, and then he scored the second goal. Right. You know, it's just what he does. But, you know, comments like that, too, I get that. Well, if you take Sebastian Giovinco away, then they're not mm-hmm. as good of a team. You can say that about any team. Potentially. You know, you can say that about <laughs> any team. And if, it, if Fernando Adi wasn't a part of the Portland Timbers, would they be still the same team? Of course not. They don't have Adi. But they're going to be stronger. Nevertheless, that's why Toronto has Giovinco there. Exactly. That's he's, why they spent he's the playing. Money. He's starting. So it doesn't matter if you have this hypothetical, well, what if you take him away? Exactly. That doesn't matter at this point. Yep. No, I now, if he gets injured, then we're going to talk about depth. Exactly. That's where it comes into that into that aspect of it. So Simon took Toronto. I took New York in this game. Uh, we both were wrong, obviously, with the draw. Three draws this weekend. And then finally, the, the nightcap, San Jose and Portland. And uh, a very interesting, rainy, messy game that involves messy. what everyone's yeah. freaking out about, saying is one of the best goals ever in existence, which it was a very good goal, honestly. It was, it was. An, You know what? I, I like to call that an intelligent goal. It was a very intelligent uh, Ameriqua, goal. Ameriqua, seeing that uh, Kowarse was off his line, and actually Kowarse wasn't out of position. He it was really where a goalkeeper yeah. should have been. That's it was just exactly, a quick yeah. turnover. Uh, Ameriqua, but he saw the opportunity... And he flicked it over from and about, a, what, 40 yards I out? I think so. And then as a goalkeeper, too, to defend Quarase as well, if you see a guy running at that point in that position, your first thought is like, oh, he's going to shoot. Mm-hmm. You know? Right, so right. you can criticize him saying he should have gotten back faster. He should have, like, like you mentioned, he wasn't out of position per se because, mm-hmm. you know, we've seen, we've all seen the goal a hundred times on whatever social media platform you watch it on. Um, it is, it's a it's a terrific goal. No no bit about that. But at the same time, if you're a goalkeeper, you can't find find me a goalkeeper anywhere in this world that would have said, "Oh, I would I I bet you he was going to shoot." Like if that was like, right. as soon as you see right. him steal that ball, your first thought is like, "I should get back faster because oh, he's going to shoot from forty some yards out." It wasn't in his mind. No, uh, but another goal scorer in this game, Jack Mack. First game that he plays for Portland yeah. in the regular season. Got a nice little tap in there. Goal. Yep. Um, as a Portland fan, this was very frustrating because Portland really did dominate this game. I know the possession might not show that, but if you watch the game from beginning to end, this was all Portland Timbers. The 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 Quakes goals came off of the run of play. Chris Wando had a nice little front post, just Wando Knocked goal. it in, That's right. What he does. Yeah, he was left unmarked, basically. Harry Klinsman should call him up. <laughs> forwards we need on the national team right there. <laughs> let me let me I complain about the Timbers for a little bit. <laughs> no, I'm not complaining, but there is some worry there. Is that yep. the Timbers seem to be in that place where they were last year? In that they can't finish. Lucas Milano, this man was paid, you know, a fi- or not paid, but you know, rumored to have been a five million dollar transfer fee yes. for Milano. And once again, he goes back to playing bar music, hitting the post and hitting the post and hitting the post. Um, He's taking some great shots. I love that he's taking some risky shots. But Portland, just if they could just finish, they would be the most dominant team in this league. I agree. No, I completely agree with you on that one, honestly. I mean, I mean, they had 16 shots to San Jose's eight. You're preaching to the Rebs choir. Yes, yes, I am. <laughs> I, am. <laughs> I understand and feel your pain because, as you mentioned, how do you outshoot a team that badly? I mean, what's the? Isn't wasn't there a science It's like, Every ten shots, at least, it should be for one goal. Something like that. Something yeah. like that. I think I remember my high school coach. No, telling something me that. something positive. I do want to say because uh, we don't give the the Quakes enough credit is uh, David Bingham. 
Yeah. Has been playing fantastic. Lights out. Had, I mean, he is. Hands down. There's no reason he should not be called up to the national team. If if Klinsman's still going with Howard and Guzman as one and two, Bingham needs Guzan. to be called in. Gu, yeah, Guzan, sorry. Bingham needs to be number three. Agreed. Which, actually, I would even argue, he's got a shot at being number one with the way he's playing right exactly. now. Exactly. I mean, Tim Howard's old, and Brad Guzan is yeah, he's decent, but he's not that great. No, but he also doesn't have a good defense in front of him true. over at Villa. That is that, true. Yeah, they're getting absolutely defense. roasted. I wonder if we see Brad transfer over. Uh, I you think know, Tim I, and Brad I, both just say peace to the EPL this no, summer? No, I, like, think, I think what you'll see is Brad work his way out of Villa and find himself with another Premier League team. Mm. Especially if Villa does drop. There's no way Guzan yeah. stays no, he's uh, like, a championship right, I'm side. All right, uh, real quick before we go to a break, uh, we mentioned, we teased it, MLS Fantasy. Uh, Simon beat me 58-57 in total points for this last weekend's round, even though he didn't touch his team. <laughs> um, I did make a couple substitutions around. I did go and get Kyle Laren this last week, and I also got Will Trapp as well. I captained Kyle Laren. He got me 16 points, which was fantastic, so double the points. I didn't know about this captain thing until... After this week. Oh, my gosh. Do you get bonus you points? You sound like such an old guy. I, I don't you, know. You, you get, do you get bonus points when you, you get, captain? You get double points if you, whoever <sighs> you captain, yes. See, I would have captained Giovinco both weeks. It would have been... That would have been beautiful. I would have been destroying you, Baxter. You would have. We're in, a, we're in a five-man league. I think people can still join our league, can't they? Sure. If you're still interested in joining our league, you can shoot us an email, uh, twoupfrontsoccer at gmail.com, or tweet at us, at Baxter Colburn, at Simon Provan at 2 Up Front Soccer, and we will give you the code, and you can join us. Uh, it's one of Simon's friends that started the league, but there's only a couple of us, and we're just all MLS fun lovers and yeah. just having a good time, and plus Simon can continue to defy the odds. <laughs> so um, I, I'm a little upset. I'm trying to figure out when the heck Poku's going to play for NYCFC because he's one of the midfielders on my team, but the last two weeks he's been subbed out. They automatically sub out players for you on MLS Soccer if they don't play, if oh, they're in your right? starting lineup. Okay. So uh, Brad Davis was my my first man up in that regards, and he only got me one point because he only played 14 minutes. But um, Bobby Shuttleworth got me eight for his uh, for his great performance against D.C. United. Chris Tierney got me seven. Um, I already made my transfers for this upcoming week as well. I don't know if you know this, Simon. You get two free transfers a week as well. Well, this week was three. Oh, I, well, I, did you only do one transfer last week? I didn't do any. Oh, okay. Well, maybe I think so, I think you I think it's kind of like rollover minutes. Oh, I think you, okay. I think you get one. Minutes. I think okay. you get like one or two, like sometimes added on. So I went out and got Diego Fagundes this week and Dominic or Dom, yeah Dominic Arduro uh, for my team. Um, pushed out Brad Davis. And I'm so mad that I I didn't know about the captain thing. That's I'm just sitting here yeah. sulking right now. So I'm trying to figure <laughs> out who I'm going to captain this week. Right now it's sitting on Kyle Aaron's arm, but I don't know if I'm going to go that route. I might go. Th- they say that captaining a goalkeeper is your best option if you know it's a good game. But as we've seen from the first two weeks, pff, heck if we know at this point, honestly. I say if you got Giovinco on your team, exactly, you make him your captain. No, you captain you captain guys like Giovinco. You captain guys that are going to have the ball at their feet right. you know, 80% of the game, regardless if they score or not. They're well, going to still do things. Unlike you, I actually, like I, I had teased, I got rid of Bradley Wright Phillips. and this mm-hmm. is so, so if you know anything about fantasy, you want to pick Bradley Wright Phillips up because he's going to have a monster game. Probably. And I actually brought in Dom Dwyer. Okay, good. That's, that's good. I, uh, I need to get to the point, too, where I can switch out Josh Saunders as one of my two goalies. Um, I don't know why he's one of my goalies. I needed a cheaper goalie. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if I'm biased towards Bobby Shuttleworth. I, I am a little oh, you bit, are, yeah. but at the yeah. same time, I just know that he's he's a very good goalkeeper, and he's going to also see a lot of shots, which is a bit of a risk-reward because sure. you get points yeah. for every save, but at the same time, you don't for every goal. You know who's been one of my top 
point earners this season is Clarence Goodson. Hey, I've got him too. Yeah, for the San Jose. He's done a very good job this season. Uh, he has gotten 14 points in the last two games, mm-hmm. so good for him. Robbie Rogers is one of my defenders as well. I mean, I know the Galaxy have only played. Oh, they've played two games this this year so far. Uh, he's only gotten me five, but um, I really I do enjoy having him on the team. So I need to figure out what I want to do. Uh, going forward in that regard. So uh, if you have MLS Fantasy questions, we don't pretend to know everything, but we're obviously willing to listen and try to help you out if you want to. And if you do want to be a part of our Fantasy League, let us know. Uh, email us at 2, the number 2, upfrontsoccer at gmail.com, or you can tweet at us at Baxter Colburn, at Simon Provan, at 2 Upfront Soccer. That is it. And... Uh what was I going to tell you? Oh, Harry Ship, by the way, is one of my midfielders. I just, you know, I wanted you to okay. feel good about Thank that. You. There's some I, team in this. I haven't, I said, and I was wondering if you were going to make fun of me because I don't have Harry Ship on my team right now. But I, I'm playing the Sebastian Latou thing right now yeah, with Philly because choice. he's one of the only guys that actually does something for them. But at the same time, he hasn't done much <laughs> the last couple mm. weeks. He's only gotten me two points over the last two weeks. So I don't know. I, I, he might be on his way out this next week. Um, Dylan Powers, Will Trap. I've got a very young, talented midfield, aside from the two, but I, I don't know. It's the great part about fantasy is that you get two free transfers every week. You, you do. play the bank. You do, and you can captain somebody. Yeah. <laughs> forget <laughs> don't for double points. For don't, don't forget to do that this week. Okay? Aye, aye, aye. All right, we're going to go to a break. When we come back on the other side, Canadian International and NWSL veteran Adriana Leone joins us to chat a little bit about the upcoming season. You're not going to want to miss the interview. Back right after this on Two Up Front. All right, well, we are having a distinct opportunity to speak with a acclaimed women's soccer player here today, Simon, on two up front. Uh, Adriana Leone joins us all the way from the great state of New York, as she is here now to chat with us. She's a Canadian international, and she is now the newest addition to Western New York Flash of the NWSL as well. Adriana, welcome to two up front, and thank you for taking some time today with us. Yeah, thanks for having me. You're very welcome. Uh, we are excited to have you on the show, and uh, as Simon mentioned to you probably a little bit off the air, we are trying to build our 
identity here about the NWSL and so many other exciting uh, things going around women's soccer. And uh, you're a bit of a veteran of the NWSL also. Uh, and I'm curious if you can explain a little bit about how the league has kind of changed since you've been around. Yeah, I, I don't know if I think of myself as a veteran. I'm only 23, but I did jump into, into the league when I was 20. Um, I left the University of Florida early to play in the league, so I definitely can say I've witnessed the, the growth in the last three years. Um, you know, now we're seeing women come over from overseas and leaving their teams there to play here, and that's great. And even girls coming out of college are wanting to play right after they graduate. So, yes, definitely the league is growing, and I think it's becoming more competitive for sure. You speak um, about oops, sorry. You say you speak about of uh, competitive nature as well. I, I don't know if you've heard the news or not, but the Portland Thorns actually just signed uh, one of France's best players today as well, uh, Henri. And you talk about bringing high quality players over. That's I think another case in point right there of having another. Uh, what we would call an elite player basically coming over now to the NWSL. Yeah, I mean, well, it's great for the league, and I don't think I'm wrong when I'm saying the NWSL is the most competitive women's league in the world. Oh, 100%. Absolutely. Well, you speak about competitiveness as well. Uh, as you mentioned, you don't necessarily consider yourself a veteran, but you know, you've, you've, you've been around the league long enough, though, to to know how the ropes are going and everything. But uh, you spent your first few seasons uh, in the, the Chicago area as part of the Red Stars, and a part of that team that finished second in the league last year and uh, really, I think, kind of took some people by surprise last year as well, at least for those that maybe weren't following the Chicago soccer scene so much. But uh, now you find yourself in New York and a little bit of a different scenery for you. How did you feel when you found out that you would not be in Chicago for this upcoming season? Yeah, I found out um, last November. And if I'm being honest, I was the one who initiated the trade for personal reasons. Oh, okay. Um, I think it was, for me, it was a time for a fresh start, and I couldn't be more excited for this coming season with the Flash. Awesome. Well, of course, you know, we're talking with Adriana Leone here on Two Up Front Soccer. You've spent time in the NWSL, but we can't overlook what, what I'm assuming for you is one of the greatest honors you've had in your life, and that's playing for Canada in the World Cup in Canada on top of that. Mm. So I'm wondering if you can uh, speak about that experience a bit. Yeah, this past summer was it was an amazing experience. You know, I always think about the game against the Netherlands playing in Montreal and, you know, lining up for the starting 11 and hearing the FIFA anthem, walking out, you know, hear the crowds going nuts, and then our anthem comes on and the, re- the arena just lights up. You know, and nothing there's nothing like singing your national anthem with the rest of your country and seeing the sea of red and white Canadian flags out in the crowd, it was just amazing, and it's an experience I'll never forget. And something like that, too, being a part of the World Cup, and we've heard from other World Cup veterans, whether it be men or female, honestly, it's like you mentioned, though, it's that anytime you get a chance to play basically a home game, I mean, I know it was a World Cup tournament, but it was a home game for you guys, basically, in front of your home nation. I mean, that really is a feeling that you can never, you know, take back, and especially the whole fact when the entire stadium's singing the national anthem alongside you as well. So it really seems like a special moment. And I know the, the tournament didn't maybe go as well as you guys had hoped it would. Uh, obviously an early exit, then I think a lot of you, they're experts and just followers of the sport as well. Um, I under, I know you under, I understand you guys ended up losing 2-1 to one in that knockout round game, but... Um, can you kind of maybe shed a little bit more light on what kind of either A, went wrong, or B, just wasn't working for you guys towards the end there? Yeah, the game against England, uh, 
you know, we made a lot of silly mistakes from the start of the game and all the way through to the end. And, uh, you know, the difference was we just couldn't find a way to score. And, you know, I don't know. I think I would have, there's tons of things I would have done differently. And I'm sure a lot of my teammates feel the same, but you win some, you lose some. That's the sport. Do you think because it was in your home nation, it was a, it hurt a little bit more or just, I mean, obviously losing any World Cup game, especially in a knockout round hurts, but I think being in front of the home fans maybe played a little bit extra in that at all? Yeah, I mean, we definitely felt it. And um, I think because we were at home, you know, the fans felt it too. Hmm. Um, maybe more so than we did. So, yeah, we definitely did. And yet at, a, at the same time, you know, the positive that comes out of it for anybody who's a fan of women's soccer is how the international game has improved. You know, mm-hmm. it, ten years ago, England was not a team that was really a threat. No, not at all. And now you look at them, they're one of the top, very much in the top ten, arguably in the top five in the world. Um, and you're going yeah. to be facing other, possibly other teams this summer. Do you any word on, you know, Canada's heading to the Olympics, which is awesome. Any word on your spot on that roster? Um, to be honest, I really have no idea what's going on with Canada at the moment. Um, I'm just focused on getting the job done here in Western New York and bringing home an NWSL championship. Mm. So, you know, the rest is out of my control. And that's all you can do. Yeah, you're, you're filling some, uh, yeah. some fairly big boots there as well for uh, Western New York. Uh, folks here, at least in the United States, remember a gal by the name of Abby Wambach played for the team uh, two seasons ago. And last season, obviously, she was off and then t- focused on the World Cup. And now you... Uh, step in as one of the more notable names on the roster. Um, even though, as you said, you're not, you don't consider yourself a veteran of the league, but in a sense, you still are because you're a fairly recognizable name across all spectrums, at least in the United States and Canada. So, are you going to try to take a little bit of an extra leadership role on the team this year, or are there other ladies that you think will step up and use their experience that are maybe a couple years older than you? Yeah, I mean, there's been some amazing players that have played for the Flash, like Alex Morgan, Christine Sinclair, Marta. Abby Wambach, like you said. And um, there are definitely some big shoes to fill. And I think, you know, going into this season, I'm going to be the best leader I can be. And I'm sure all the other girls feel the same. So we'll do our best. Adriana, before we uh, went on air, you and I had a quick conversation about how you were a two-sport athlete. I know you got to get going here. Um, there was hockey, there was soccer. You played both. You were great at both. Why soccer? Uh, you know, I think at the time, you know, I made the decision when I was a senior in high school. And at the time, it was, there was just more opportunity for women's soccer. And, um, you know, I don't think I went wrong with my decision. Not at uh, all. I'm happy where I'm at. But um, it's great also to see now that women's hockey is growing. And it's tremendously grown in the last couple of years. So that's amazing. Well, fantastic. Well, Adriana, it has been a pleasure to speak with you today. Sorry a little bit about the technical issues on our end to begin, but we are excited that we at least got a couple minutes of your time, and uh, we hope that maybe yeah, okay. we hope maybe mid-season or something or later on we can uh, have you back on for a little bit more in-depth and just kind of check in and see how things are going with you. Yeah, definitely. We'll have to have a catch-up. Right. Fantastic. Thanks for having me. You're very Thank welcome. You. Adriana Leone here on 2 Up Front this afternoon. We are going to take a break and come back and uh, continue to chat about Major League Soccer. And uh, I think Simon and I have some predictions as well for this upcoming weekend. You're listening to 2 Up Front presented by Sports Radio America. Don't go.
Welcome back to another edition of Two Up Front, presented by Sports Radio America. I'm Baxter Colburn. And this is Simon Provan. What a fantastic interview. Adriana taking some time out of her busy schedule. The NWSL preseason kicking off as we speak. And just a fantastic, she just seems like a nice a nice lady. Very nice. And, with. you know, for those of you who don't know, right after she got off the phone, she had to go off to training, mm-hmm. which was in five minutes. So how awesome of her to take time out of her day right before she hits the field to uh, to do some talking about mm-hmm. women's soccer. And what a great way for us to have our women's soccer spotlight of the week with mm-hmm. a Canadian national team player, a starter for the Western New York Flash, and uh, you know, expecting big things from her this year, the team exactly. is. I feel like I feel like Simon that we should. I feel like we can tease a few people about some some upcoming interviews that we have if we want to. Sure. Do you want to? Uh, well, we do have. Uh, I believe next week on the program we'll have Washington Spirit head coach Jim Gabra on the program. Uh, we are chatting with him later today, actually, and then we will have him on the show next weekend from the interview that we're recording and. A couple other things going on as well. We have a, a Wisconsin tie as well coming up in a couple of weeks. Kyle Gregg from the Vancouver Whitecaps 2 will be on as well. And uh, a couple others swirling around. Chris Blakely, I'm sure we'll try to find a way to get him <laughs> on the program. Not that we don't love Chris. We do love Chris. So we gotta, we got to get him on and But this is this out. is a wonderful problem to have, isn't it? As There's we're too growing, many interviews. As we're growing, we're, we're uh, you know, getting these NWSL teams, mm-hmm. uh, having their players on the air, coach on the air. We're getting some MLS players on the air, USL players on the air. And yep. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a good problem to have. So thank you to all of you for helping the growth of this show. Yes, yep, absolutely. So, yeah, we've got some other exciting players and interviews coming up, but we want to wait until we've got those official confirmation emails in our hands uh, before we start teasing. But, yeah, we know, we know for a fact, though, that uh, next week on uh, Wednesday when we do our show, that uh, Washington Spirit head coach Jim Gabra will be one of our two uh, guests. Yeah, and actually, program. actually, we can we can talk about the other guests too. You know, we'll have another another show that's local and national flavor to it. Uh, our first guest next week will be Allison Phillips from uh, from Edge Sports. She'll be talking about a uh, a futsal announcement that she has. Um, Allison is very excited to come back on the show. We haven't had her on in actually quite a few months, so we're excited yeah. to have her back. We were in our other studio last time. We, uh, we were, I was still in college last time. That's think, right, Allison, you were. So, uh, not like not to make it sound like old or anything, but it's it's been a little bit since since we've had her on. So we're excited to get her back on the program and see what new announcements she has for us as well. And of course, power rankings, fifty fifty, all those wonderful things, all coming up, and then. Uh, there's, there's some mullings about April interviews as well we've got going on. So, like I said, we're we're very fortunate and blessed right now to have some great people uh, willing to come on the program like Adriana and uh, now Jim Gabra and Allison Phillips, uh, Andy Davi as well. So Right, Alex Alex Toth today Alex from Toth, the Croatian yep. Eagles. Of course, we had Peter Wilt on earlier. Well, we could keep going down the list, but what you can do, if you want to hear any of these interviews in and of themselves, head over to our webpage, twoupfrontsoccer.wix.com slash twoupfrontsoccer. Uh, pretty soon, I can also tease about this. Pretty soon, that will have a proper site name. Yes, it will. <laughs> but you can. Uh, that is, that's what it is for now. Unless you like all those slashes yeah, and dots yeah, and stuff, sure. then we'll leave it. You that's like the totally type? Fine. That's cool. Uh, but go over to the interviews. Uh, link, click on there, and the interviews from our past shows, starting with our relaunch, so that was back in February, so last month, back, yep. in, back in February 2016, uh, Baxter's done a cool thing where he's extracted interviews from the shows. I've gone and posted You actually got the them. word right this first time. I did, time. that's right. Last week we were figuring out whatever the heck word we were looking for. But I, uh, I went ahead and posted those then on our website. Fantastic. Yeah, I mean, we've had an opportunity to speak with some fantastic people uh, since the relaunch, and uh, we want to share their stories with you 
So like Simon mentioned, check out our website, twoupfrontsoccer.wix.com slash twoupfrontsoccer and go into the interviews tab and check it out. And check out the links, though, too, as well. We've got some great people that have been a part of the show, and we want to reciprocate what they've done for us as well, too. So go check out all the great things that people have done as well and go check out the things that they've got as well. Right. That is under, like Baxter said, that's under our links page. So every name you see there, you know, the arrow becomes a hand. You can click on there. Uh, if you ever, you know, by the way, if you ever come across one of those links and it's broken, feel free to let me know. Sometimes Please, they just yeah. kind of disappear on us. And yeah, go, shoot us and an email. I go back and fix them. Yeah. Um, of course, we don't rank our guests, but we do have our MLS power rankings. We do. We could rank our guests, but we might not get some of those guests back <laughs> if we were. It might cause a bit of controversy. Right. I feel like guys like Peter Wilt, though, and Rob Stone would have fun with that. Right. <laughs> be like, those oh, two really? might even duke it out with that's each where, other. That's where you think I'm rated. Okay. I, I see how it is. Like, no, 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 no. We promise you're. You're a nice person. We don't want to cause any problems. Right. <laughs> All right. So our, our power rankings, our first edition, um, our week going into week three MLS power rankings this week. Uh, Simon and I are going to continue going on with what we finished our last season with, uh, both offering our top five because we realized the top 10 joint was too much of a controversy and we don't want to do that. Right. So, and this adds right. for better discussion as well. This does. So, All right. Well, uh, we'll start at number five for both squads. Uh, who do you have, sir? I have uh, Toronto FC in my number five spot. What? No, that's fine. Toronto FC at number five for you. I have NYC FC. Yeah. So they both drew. So the baby blues. The baby blues, yes. You've referred to them now. So you've got the baby blues and I've got the reds. Yes. Yes. Number five. Uh, Number four, we share the same. Uh, sporting Kansas City for both Dom Dwyer rocketing his team, I believe, into fourth place for both of our power rankings, and I think we're both sitting at that on the on the edge of they're good, but we don't want to jump yet. Right, we're, right. We're just staring down at the games, going, "Oh, okay, they're yeah. doing they're doing good things," but I'm not quite ready to join the party. Same thing with our number three. I would say is I would the agree, San yes. Jose Earthquakes. We both have them at number I was three the as well. Biggest anti earthquake fan last year. Hated them, hated them. But this year, I'm at least interested. You know, I will say. The argument I made for them last year mm-hmm. is finally coming to fruition this year. I was yes. just a year off. Hey, you're you're a man before your time, <laughs> you know, something like that. Right. I don't know. Uh, we do flip flop our number one and our number two. We do. Who do you have at number two? I have the Houston Dynamo at number two, which of course I then have at number one. I've got Montreal Impact at number two, who of course is my number one. Now it's interesting when you look at the top five power rankings. Um, four out of the five teams are the same for both of our rankings: uh, NYC and Toronto. And I, I don't know about you, Simon. I struggled with number five because, as we mentioned, we're still a little too early in the year. That um, you know, who do we want to put in? Who's doing better? You know, do I feel like one team is holier than thou? I, I, I toyed with Philadelphia, and then I slapped myself. Uh, I, I toyed. <laughs> uh, I toyed with RSL. I toyed with the Galaxy. Once again, slap myself a couple times with those because I wasn't sure how I felt about RSL. Yeah, you know, the thing I'll say about the Galaxy, um, and and even Portland at this point, though, I think I do think Portland is better than they played against San Jose. I really do. Mm-hmm. I think it was the away game. Um, it's not a shame to lose 2-1 to one on the road, but, you know, they also have that extra target on their backs being the MLS Cup exactly. champions. Um, and they're the champions until... 
until it's taken away from them, as Chris Blakely likes to say. We've been invoking his name a lot Where this show. Is, I feel like if we say his name enough times, <laughs> he will just appear in the chair in front of us. I hope that's true. I, I would love to see Chris. Uh, but, but with the Galaxy as well, it would be one thing if they perhaps lost to a sporting Kansas City, if they had lost to a Toronto FC. But no, they lost to the Colorado Rapids, who, yes, I have as my surprise playoff team, and you I do? still hold to that. Because um, they beat the Galaxy this week. You're like, I was not wrong. <laughs> well, and again, I, one of the things I said is that the, the Rapids can be a thorn in the Galaxy side, and we saw that in that game. Yeah. So I'm eh, kind of arguing with myself here of whether Galaxy maybe should be in my top five, but I still go with no. I still see Toronto as a, as a stronger team, even though they did have uh, a draw against New York. Now, but, I, but I still think... That was a game that New York really did win. Even it, though, yes, you know, I, would, so, you know, I agree. So, so I, I'm curious, and I had this thought the other day, and I, I wanted to make this in a whole segment, but I just want to make a quick little blurb about it. Who's the one team, at least, that you've seen so far in MLS that if, if uh, me as a Revs fan, you as a Timbers fan, if they lost to, you'd be like, how in the world do you lose to blank? So you're basically asking two teams. Right. Ba- I mean, well, uh, yes. If there's two teams, I mean, cause, no. What I'm saying is, you're you're asking me the you, well, team I mean, that you, even that, if you as a supporter, because let's be honest, both of our teams that we support are good teams. You know, within they're not. I mean, the Revs are not elite, mm-hmm, and, but mm-hmm. Portland is also, I would say, on a better level than New England as well. But there, I feel like those teams that have already emerged in MLS this year that were like, if your team were to lose at any time throughout the season, regardless of how good they are, bad they okay. were, based off okay. the players they have, the coaches, etc., where you'd be like, really. Really? You that's, lost to that team? That's an easy pick for me. Is it? Okay. That team would be D.C. United. Yes. Philadelphia and D.C. United were the first two teams that came to my mind. Um, Chicago also snuck in as well. I feel like mm. the Eastern Conference, they've got such a long way to go still. Even the bad teams in the Western Conference. Look at the the non-playoff teams right now. Colorado, FC Dallas, Vancouver, Seattle. If New England were to go out and play any one of those three out of those four teams, aside from Colorado, and lose, I would be like, well, sure. That's yeah, Dallas. Right, well, sure, it's right. Vancouver. And, well, it's, sure, it's, and it's the same thing every year. You know, part of it is is that uh, you got New York City and Orlando City still in the East, and they're still yeah. very young teams. You know, granted, they're better than <laughs> some of the more established teams, but it just goes um, to show yeah, how exactly. weak the Record East was. still is. Exactly. Yeah, and I had that thought though. I mean, and I don't know if I just despise Philadelphia for all they're worth. I don't like Philadelphia. I just never have. I probably never will. It's just something about Dupe Nation that I've never, never liked. I, I have a personal story about the Philadelphia Union, which I won't get into, but okay. you will never, ever see me cheer for the Union. That may be the I one team will. that in CONCACAF Champions League play, Union? I still may not cheer for. Wow. Yeah, no, I, I can't. I just I can't. Maybe it's because there were some people that I used to work with that were Philadelphia Union fans, and they were just really annoying, and mm. I'm like, I can't. I can't. I'm yeah. sorry. Maybe that just was what, what tainted it for me, but I had that thought. DC United, they're so old. They're so not pleasant to watch and they just are such a hot mess and you mentioned too how does Ben Olsen still have a job right now it's, you know? well, it's, and it's a shame for such a historic club in MLS I mean if there is one team with a lot of history in MLS it's DC United sure tons of trophies now granted they were winning trophies when they are only 10 or 12 teams yeah. in the league and a guy but like nevertheless Moreno and Aliko Escudarian right. were running right. up and down Marco the Echeverry but they also have the Intercontinental Cup I mean they beat Vasco da Gama in 1998 I thought Which he was, came to Florida when like in the 1800s or something. <laughs> but the point is is that you know they're back yeah. in the early or late 90s back in the early days of the league mm-hmm. they were one of the best teams on this side oh, of the exactly. Atlantic. Oh exactly. You you did not want to play DC right. United like so to see to see what that club has become now it's it's really a shame. 
It is. Yeah, exactly. And that's why I was curious because like even looking at the bottom two in the East, like if New England were to lose to Columbus or were to lose to the Red Bulls, I'd be like, well, sure, it's Columbus. It's the Red Bulls. New England, in my mind, is not on the same level mm-hmm. as those teams. Mm-hmm. You know, They're a good team, but they're not a great team, similar, I'm sure, to how Portland. If you were to go out and lose to FC Dallas, Vancouver, or Seattle, within reason, you'd be like, well, sure, on paper, they're a good team. You know, They just right. have had kind of crap luck, unfortunately, the last couple of games. Sure. So I just was curious. I was yeah, curious about yeah. what your what your. Would you? Were. I'm assuming DC United is your answer to that. Then um, well, Philly and DC. Philly and DC. Because um, okay. I was thinking about that this last weekend when we played when New England played DC, and I'm like, well, if we lose to DC, uh, how is it going to affect me? I would I would rather lose to DC United than Philadelphia. I just for some reason Philadelphia. If you lose to Philadelphia, even the Chicago Fire, I would choose losing to the Chicago Fire, even though they're probably the worst team in the league right now, honestly. Um, losing to Philadelphia for me, I would be like, why? (laughs) Chris Pontius is literally the only thing on that team right now. Sure. Anyway, anyway, but I digress. So, um, we have a 50, 50 segment right now, Simon, which is fantastic. Uh, and I'm, I'm excited for that. So we each get 45 seconds to take on a topic in the soccer world that we want to debate a little bit about. And we have decided to use our power rankings this week as our pedestal for our 50-50 50-50 segment. Perfect. We are debating on who we each have as our number ones and who we have as our number fives. I have NYCFC at number five. You have Toronto. I have Montreal at one. You have Houston at one. So we're going to each get 45 seconds to defend our position of why we have them where we have them. All right. You want to go first? Uh, that's fine. I can go first if you'd like me to. All right. Baxter, 45 seconds. Go. Thank you. All right. So for the Montreal Impact, I'll start with them at number one. Uh, they've come out and beat two very good teams to start off the season. They've scored six goals in two games. Ignacio Piatti, in my mind, is the best player in MLS through the first two weeks. He's scored 50% of the team's goals, and he looks like the real deal. If there was an early season MVP award through the first two weeks, he would be my man. Montreal, they have continued to prove that they don't need a guy like Didier Drogba on their team to be number one. Houston, they've conceded more goals than Montreal has in that regards. On the other side, for NYCFC, they continue to surprise. They've looked like a fairly good team. Andrea Pirlo, David Villa, the right guys are scoring goals, and Disc Discrude and Tommy McNamara are holding down the midfield and proving that they too can step up and score goals when it's needed. Well done, Baxter. I don't know if I can make as strong of an argument, but I'm certainly going to give it a shot here. Please so, do. 45, 45 seconds, seconds for you. And here we go. All right. Well, Toronto FC, they're, I think, still one of the strongest teams in the league. I think New York City FC, yeah, they got Vieira there now, who's who's doing some good things with them. But that win they had against Toronto, I still will say, was not a legitimate win. And they're playing very consistently, Toronto, that is, playing very strong, that they deserve to be higher up. I have more belief in Toronto hmm. than I have in NYCFC than I do in the Baby Blues. Now, on the other side, listen, a team goes out and destroys their arch-rival 5 nothing in the West, What this, obviously the stronger conference. FC Dallas has an incredibly strong lineup. Yes, they're sitting in third in the West, but I think they showed this week that they are the strongest team in the West. Nicely done. Look at that. We both did a good job of keeping our time this week. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because the West obviously is an entirely different level than the Eastern Conference is. It has been for a while, and it will continue to be until the East decides to start spending money. And, you know, when it comes to rankings for me, the only way that I'm like FIFA mm. is that I'm going to give more of the benefit of the doubt to the teams in the Western Conference. Oh, I will too. Than I, than I do in the teams in the Eastern Conference. Like with, you know, you get more points in the FIFA rankings by beating a European team exactly. than a CONCACAF No, team. I completely agree. I mean, looking at my, my rankings... 
three out of my five teams in my rankings are uh, Western Conference teams. Right. You know? Yeah. For you, four? Same no, deal. Same deal. Yeah, same deal. So it's still early. That's the hard part about doing power rankings early on in the season. Uh, let us know your thoughts about uh, who your top five right now is in Major League Soccer. You can send us an email uh, at soccer at gmail.com. You can visit our website as well and fill out the little contact us form and send it to us that way as well. We get an email from you. Uh, or you can tell us on Facebook and Twitter as well, Two Up Front Soccer on Facebook and two up, at Two Up Front Soccer on Twitter as well. All right. Uh, break time? Break like. time. Break yeah. time. We'll come back and do our I Believes and close out the show. Absolutely. And some predictions for this upcoming That's week right, as well. That's right. Of course. So predictions. Can't forget the predictions. we got to do better than two and eight this week, hopefully. <laughs> All right. We'll be back with more on Two Up Front, presented by Sports Radio America, right after this. Stay with us. Welcome back to another edition of Two Up Front, presented by Sports Radio America. I'm Baxter Colburn. I'm Simon Provan. Closing out the show today, Simon, with some predictions for this upcoming week of MLS action. And we'll get to our I Believe segment a wee bit later on. We've had a fantastic show so far. We've chatted with the uh, Croatian Eagles men's soccer director, basically. Yes, director of men's soccer. Director of men's soccer, Alex Toth, a little earlier on in the program. And then we chatted with Canadian International and NWSL... I guess you could call her a star. She's a fairly well-known Absolutely. lady. Yes. Uh, Adriana Leone as well, not to take anything from her. I'm not exactly sure what accolade to give her because gotcha. she's got okay. so many. Okay. I wasn't trying okay. to demote her. I was like, how many things should I say about her? Because <laughs> she's a very a, a sweet lady and just a, a, a dime in this continuous growth of women's soccer as well. Absolutely, yes. So, All right, prediction time, Simon. Uh, ten games again this week. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're gonna be you're gonna be bored with me this week, Baxter. I'm just Why? giving you a heads up. You're Lots of draws this week. Lots you're of such draws. An old, don't forget to captain one of these teams as well. You get double <laughs> points with them. Orlando and NYCFC, the the new the expansion cup. Oh, I like that. They should yes. have a cup yes. game. Yes. It'd be fun. Who do you uh, got? I've got a draw. You do. Yep. Orlando hosts though. Yeah. Even with the fact that they've been doing well, Kyle Laren. 
They've not been doing well. They were. They had to come back in the ninety fourth and ninety fifth minute to tie it up. Irrelevant. <laughs> what are their first two games? How do they do? They've drawn. Both. Oh, that's right. But they haven't lost. Right, and I'm not picking a loss. Same with them. I'm picking a draw. <laughs> okay, I like it. Consistency. I've got yes. Orlando. They're home. I think that they're going to step up a wee bit more. And for those of you at home that are like, but an NYC is in your power. Shh, stop. Don't don't worry about what I said ten minutes ago. Okay, I can change my mind. <laughs> Chicago and Columbus this week. Chicago hosting the Columbus Crew, a little banged up. Who do they? Who do, who's going to Yeah, this, this is a tough one. This is probably one that I should choose a draw, but it's in Chicago, uh, Columbus. Not sure what's going on with them. Yeah. Um, which is why, again, I should pick a draw. But I'm actually going to take Chicago on How this interesting. one. How interesting. Okay. Um, I am going to go with the fact that I think um, Kai Kamara is going to have a come-to-Jesus moment with his team this week and be like, you know what? I'm a little sick and tired yeah, of there you go. where we're at. And I think they can they can definitely beat this Chicago team. So I've got Columbus winning. I kind of feel the same about the next game, the Red Bulls in Houston. I almost feel like this is the game that Bradley Wright Phillips has his... As you mm. said, come to Jesus moment. But yes. I'm still going with Houston. They, they're they uh, looking too strong. I can't take them in number one in my power rankings and then choose them, them to lose. Right? I understand that. Yeah, that's. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna be saying a couple extra rosaries this weekend that he that Bradley White Phillips does have that come to Jesus moment. So uh, I've got the Red Bulls winning because I yeah. think they are sick and tired uh, of being poor. That has the potential to be a fantastic game. It does. This could be a, a this could be a unfortunately like a 0-0 game where it, hundreds of shots or this could be a 5-4 thriller right. where both of these teams are like, well shoot, we can score goals. Let's get after it. Uh, FC Dallas Montreal. I've I, the beatdown yes, the Dynamo which is why I'm Dallas. picking Dallas in this one. And it's they, a home Dallas game yes. as well. Okay. Um, if Dallas doesn't win this game, they're in trouble as they far. Are. I mean, they, they're playing against a strong team, but if they lose this game especially as yeah. badly as they did against Houston, Dallas is in trouble. Well, similar to what you said about your number 1 team for Houston, I am going on the same aspect of it with Montreal. They get Drogba for this game as well. You mix that in with what they're already doing. I think it'll have a positive effect, not a, oh, who's the new guy to the lineup effect, because he's been training with the team a little bit, and he played with them last season, so he's got good chemistry. And I think it might be a little shaky in the beginning. Maybe they'll concede an early goal to FC Dallas, but I think Montreal ultimately pulls out the victory in this Mm -hmm. game. Seattle and Vancouver, Cascadia! It is time for the... Cascadia Copa. Yeah, neither of these teams are playing really well. Um, you know, and, vi- and, and and Vancouver traded away Darian Maddox to the Portland Timbers. Well, yes, yes, yes. So that is very true. Uh, without another We could spend person. a whole segment on that. Uh, I'm, I'm curious. Can you give us a 30-second version of your thoughts? Well, here's the deal. is Maddox has really been known to be a bad locker room presence up there in mm-hmm. Vancouver. Portland <laughs> fans are are a little tentatively excited because Porter coached him in college, so yeah. he's another Akron Zip, and things seem to go well when Porter brings in more Zips. Yeah, he's got that but, chemistry with Darlington Nagy but, as well. But what ha- he doesn't have a starting place on this team right now. I no. don't think. I, don't I would think, assume not, especially unless, with Jack Mack scoring this last well, weekend. But Jack Mack will continue to be a sub. True. What he may... I I wouldn't be surprised if Porter takes Espria out of the lineup and puts Maddox in up front for a little bit because more speed. because while Espria well Espria is fast too but Espria is one of those guys that is great as being a super sub mm. so I could see Porter wanted to revert back to that yeah so they've got the depth aspect of their team yes, taken care of at least in the forward they do the forward right side of right it. Okay. well I think all around because Espria can play in midfield he can also play up top yes um, but yeah we. We will see. There's a lot of wild cards in that one. Oh, yeah. I agree. Uh, I've got Seattle taking this game. Uh, I think that Ziggy Schmidt and company, Clint Dempsey, 
Jordan Morris. There's there's a lot of good players on this team that they've come just close, but they haven't been able to fully close out a game. Another home opportunity against a Cascadia Cup game. I think they're going to rise to the occasion. Well, I, I would like to... No, I wouldn't like to think that. I wouldn't <laughs> like to think what you said. But uh, Vancouver hasn't been doing well, but they've they've been scoring a couple of goals. Yeah. Um, and because of that, I'm going with the draw on this one. Okay. Another draw for, for Simone. Uh, the Galaxy and San Jose... Uh, the California Classico. This is a big game. This um, is a big game. Where's Alan Gordon? That's my first question. Somebody find Alan Gordon, and then if he's if I know for a fact he's going to play, I almost can bank on LA winning. Uh, we'll see. Well, after. you got Mike McGee there now, though. Exactly. You know, so acting, who, who almost you, acting in that role. Who do you role. need? You know, honestly, I've got LA winning this game though. San Jose is. Uh they're not playing great. They've been winning their games. They have been they're playing undefeated. great though, right? But but I'm saying even that Portland San Jose game that was. It wasn't even back and forth. It was Portland, 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 San Jose. Portland, 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 San Jose. Makes sense. Um, but Galaxy haven't been playing lights out. Their first game, yes. Second game, no. I'm going with the draw. Okay, fair enough. Portland RSL. RSL the surprise team right right now? A little bit of a surprise. Within reason. Yeah, right, but I'm going with Portland. Okay, I have Portland winning this game as well. So we've got one game that we both agree on this week. New England and Philadelphia. New England has owned the last three games against Philadelphia, and they've also won the last three games at Philadelphia as well. So they've got history on their side. They do. Uh, they've come off a barrage, a, sh- a firing squad, basically, of shots offensively. Philadelphia, I know Andre Blake kind of stood on his head this last week against Columbus, which worries me a little bit, but New England, they continue to make good steps forward, and I think that this week, again, they're going to see uh, the emergence of Fagundes and Lee Wynn and... Charlie Davies as well, maybe some Juan Agudelo action, and uh, I, I like what they're doing. I think they're going to get a victory this week. I'm going with Philadelphia. Why? Just I'm curious why. I liked what they did in the last game against Columbus. I Chris actually Pontius? thought they looked they looked well. Sure. Yeah. Chris Pontius, yeah. two goals off two shots. And uh, goalkeeper again, sorry, you alluded me. Andre Blake. Blake. Yeah, Blake, uh, as he said, he played lights out as well. Um, hmm. I think that that'll, that you counter that with win and everything. Sure. Yeah, it's... It's looking to me more like a Philadelphia winner. Now, keep in mind, I'm not cheering for Philly. No, of course not. <laughs> but I'm picking them to win this game. Okay. No, I, I can understand that. All right. Uh, last two games here, D.C. United and Colorado, and then Sporting Kansas City and Toronto. Who do you have in that first game? I've got uh, Colorado. Mm-hmm. And That's then, what I have, too. And then I've got TFC. And I have SKC. It'll be an, that'll be... That you know, first when I saw that game, I thought, "Ooh, I don't know if that's going to be a boring game or an exciting game." Mm. I think it's, it has the potential more than anything to be the exciting that's, game. That of the second week. game, that SKC. Yeah, yeah yes, I would yes, agree with you. Yes. That primetime game, I'm sure Taylor Twelman and all those folks will be there. Yeah, in fact, my plan is to take a nap during the DC Colorado game, wake Why up in time you? for the uh, Toronto Perfect. Sporting game. Exactly. I'm going to try to catch. Uh, New England, Philly this weekend. See if I can uh, make something happen there. All right, it is time for our favorite segment of the show. Simon and I are going to be offering our I Believe segments about the upcoming uh, week of action of soccer or anything we really want to. So, Simon, the floor is yours. I believe that AmeriQuest scored the goal of the year this last week. You think they're already calling it, yep. huh? Okay. And uh, I believe that the uh, Revolution are going to surprise some people and go on a four-game winning streak. Why not? Bold. I like Bold, it. Bold. Beautiful. We love it. Thank you. Everybody, we love all of you. <laughs> hey, exciting announcement next week about a partnership that we have a uh, will have officially landed in just a few days here. Yep. 
We're excited about that. Uh, upcoming uh, interviews this next weekend, Allison Phillips from Edge Sports and Washington Spirits head coach Jim Gabara will be here for our women's soccer spotlight as well. Thank you so much to Alex Toth from the Croatian Eagles and Western New York Flash and Canadian Internationals. Adriana Leone joining us as well on the program. And thank you to all of you for tuning in. Remember, you can find us on now Thursdays from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern Time on SportsRadioAmerica.com and on TuneIn and then On Demand on iTunes, iHeartRadio, and on Spreaker.com. And, of course, we always have our social media sites, 2UpFront on Facebook, at 2UpFrontSoccer on Twitter. He is at Baxter Colburn. I am at Simon. I always say that wrong. Colburn. Baxter Colburn. Uh, at Simon Provan. Plus, we have our uh, webpage. 2upfrontsoccer.wix.com backslash 2upfrontsoccer. Yes, indeed. All right. He's Simon Provan. I'm Baxter Colburn. We'll see you all next week with our manager being the one above. We are 2upfront. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man. That's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry. I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus. The Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool. Only from Progressive. The owl and afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man. That's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry. I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus. The Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool. Only from Progressive. The owl and afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.